This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. It's the hunt for the worst Christian Christmas song of all time today on Good Christian Fun. And you can't even wrap this under the tree, but... Here comes Christmas for me. Do you think you can make God laugh? No. You're a clown if you say. Hey. I'm a Christian wife. Big dick energy. Everything. White women are notoriously shifty. You should have said that I had a laugh with her. Clean up on aisle butt. Welcome to Good Christmas Fun for one last time in 2020. I'm Kevin. Oh, I'm Tom Cruise on the phone with State Farm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like which extent? Like, are you are, are you talking to Flo at Progressive? Is like she your contact? <laughs> I can't talk to this guy. He's a goose. Like, what is this? I can't do it. <laughs> I love it. I know it's complicated. You shouldn't yell at people. But at the same time, this is one of the best performances of 2020. <laughs> Yeah, I feel the passion I haven't seen in years from him. Abusive workplaces. It's an issue. It's systemic. We're here to tackle and dismantle it at the same time. And the Oscar goes to Tom Cruise for COVID rant (laughs) on Mission Impossible 7. Uh, Very exciting time. Yeah. What a gift to your, your husband as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, he has all new stuff. Uh, (laughs) He's been, he's been playing that Scientology video at parties for years. And now I think he's got something new to work with. And hopefully he will also memorize this one. I hope so too. But in the meantime, (laughs) we're here to memorize the Holy Scriptures on Good Christian Fun. Good Christmas Fun, uh, an episode of Good Christmas Fun coming out. A rock solid seven days after Christmas, five days Tis after Christmas. the season but I got, extended. I am uh, much like Taylor Swift in the song Lover. I'm keeping the Christmas lights up until January. Yeah, there you go. That's Yeah, that's now canon that Christmas gets to go through January thanks to Miss Swift. When she released that song, it was like, wait, is that okay? And then it was. And now <laughs> they we're added all doing it to the Wikipedia for Christmas and everything. <laughs> <laughs> but they Can added it to the Wikipedia. <laughs> For Christmas. Are you enjoying the uh, rainy day today, Kevin? Oh, my goodness gracious. Yes. I got to, I was driving around Los Angeles today, went to Culver oh, yeah. City, went to the west side, went to Woodland well, Yeah, Hills, you were dropping off some of your, North Hollywood, your, your wares, Burbank. right? I was, yes. It was a You're little- a cookie monger now. It was a business day. I know. I don't <laughs> I don't want to be Kevin's- gross and cross promo, but yes. Yeah. I no, everyone should pay attention to this because this is a small businessman that I'm talking to right now, and this is the backbone of the U.S. economy, and you need to support him. And this is who's being oppressed by the draconian measures of Gavin, the Governor The draconian measures Newsom. have made it so that Kevin cannot operate his business to the full potential 
potential that he normally would. Govern her screws some, <laughs> just coming in here and mucking up my business I've been working on for up to 48 hours. Wow. Uh, now, now, how have you been taking care of your employees during the COVID crisis, Kevin? I think you know how. <laughs> I think you know exactly how. What? Making batter? <laughs> yeah, in a way. <laughs> Good Christian Funds, the podcast where You're we talk about Christian pop culture, man. the movies, the music, and the entertainment made for and made by Christians. We're not here to make fun of Christians or to make you go to church. That's the first time I said we're not here to make fun of Christians, as if like it's the outside <laughs> into true lie. <laughs> uh, no, it's, I mean we'll we maybe, make fun of individual Christians. Sure, all but that's like sure. saying I don't want to make fun of like any people group. It's like you're gonna make fun of one of them. It's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but we're not here to uh, be mean. We're not here to be mean, I guess I should say. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We're just here to have good Christian fun. And we're reviving yeah. the hunt for the worst Christian Christmas song of all time. I'm very excited. A hunt we haven't done in a couple of years. We yeah, remember and- our fallen soldiers in the war on Christmas along the way. We're talking Christmas <laughs> with a capital C. We're talking the Christmas shoes. We're talking Mary, did you know, a mansplaining anthem. We salute them. We do awesome. our five-fingered salute and give them a hey ya as we bury them in their uh, in the coffins wrapped in the Christian flag. What's that? <laughs> in the Arlington Cemetery. That's right. They are side by side uh, with the other heroes uh, in our right. life. But yeah, Caroline, good Christmas for you? Fun? Uh, yeah, you know, it was fine. It was, it's very nice. It was pretty much just me and my, my husband and my cat all day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like my husband and my cat, so I enjoyed myself. It was a nice day. And you know what's cool is like, I don't know, if you've said this to me in private before, and, and so I don't want to tell tales out of school, but you did say, I got to marry my best friend. <laughs> and it's beautiful when that is also your hubby. It's crazy that my roommate is my best friend. My spouse is my roommate is my best friend. Ooh, would it be gross if uh, like a husband and wife on their wedding day get each other one of those BFF necklaces <laughs> that are like a little heart and <laughs> each one wears one? Yeah, it would be stupid. <laughs> I shove it off of my desk. It's the thing I've kept for 10 years. This says to my future wife on it. <laughs> I would um, love that. Yeah, no, it was okay. How was your Christmas? It was pretty good. It was quieter than you would imagine. The Christmas Eve, I got, I drank a bottle of wine and watched some West Wing Christmas episodes and Yeehaw. had a nice cry. <laughs> Yeehaw, oh, indeed. wow. And I was going <laughs> to watch Little Women, but then I was all cried out after one West Wing episode. And you oh, do yeah. need a refractory period in between. And I just, right. I couldn't do it. And I know some hydrate. men can. I could not. <laughs> and yes, you do have to hydrate. <laughs> But Christmas Day was great. It was quiet. I was driving around nice. in a little little safe backyard dinner. We were all 90 feet apart uh, with 12 <laughs> masks on. It was wonderful. It was That's great. That's good. You uh, guys got to get together. But uh, there's there's a, there's another maybe Christmas boy on the call, and that I'm wondering how his Christmas went. So maybe we should introduce him right now. Friends and folks, he's a writer, he's a comedian from Billy on the Street, from Heather's, and from his own podcast, the Sexy Unique Podcast. Give it the hell up for Carrie. Carrie oh, oh. <laughs> and we hear those sleigh bells because it is still good Christmas fun. Jingle bells. Because Taylor said so. <sighs> there he is. 
Carrie's coming in on his sleigh. Wow. Yeah. He's bringing us gifts and goodies galore. <gasps> what's this? Oh, I'm, 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 you know, freaking shaking my box trying to figure out what's in it. Thank you, Carrie. So Thank nice you. of I you hope to it was, bring I, It was a long ride for me, so I'm glad to be here. Oh, we're happy to have you. It was a long ride. Was it the 405 at rush hour? Yeah. I'm just like driving for no reason down the 405 right now. <laughs> I love that. It was raining today in LA. So things, let's just say, well, slowed down a little bit. Yeah. Today. yeah. I was, did you guys see that thunderstorm at midnight? Yes. It was yes. beautiful. It really that was. was. So cool. Didn't it feel kind of healing? Yeah, yeah, it did. Like I felt like it was, it was just for us, like our city, you know, cause like oh, things are a little hard yeah. right now. And I just felt like it was a kind of gift. That's how I was interpreting it. A gift from yeah, who, Carrie? Feels- a gift from who? A gift from uh, uh, Amy, what's her name from Sony? Amy Pascal? Amy <laughs> Pascal! <laughs> hey, producer on Lil It Women, was a gift so. from Nikki Fink. Thank you. Hey, yeah. exclusive. Wait, what's the thing <laughs> she used to say? What was her column called? Like, gotcha? Told ya? Oh, oh yeah, it was something like really like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was so sassy with It was literally Warren. called mm. it, was, <laughs> Nick, it was like a told you by Nikki or some some yeah. shit. I know. Yeah, that was cool. I know. Very, if you guys want terrifying. a good Christmas read, just go through the Scott Rudin and Amy Pascal leaked emails from twenty thirteen, I believe, mm-hmm. from Sony oh, that yeah. like cost them their jobs. Or no, they did because she's still working there, right? I think she's thriving. The rain today just felt really nice. It felt for me it felt like an omen of good and bad at once. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of accepting it and living in that half-life it's cleansing it's purifying yeah. it's it's a sort of baptism <laughs> consensual yeah. or not that we all went through <laughs> and it was a told you mm-hmm. it was nikki fink's told you is, is what i've googled to find told out ya. i love that told you <laughs> that'd be a good bar name i like that so great told you well told ya. uh carrie thank you for joining us on thank the you show so much today. for having me guys i'm really excited to be yes. here yes what a fun time. I I've know. been a long time fan of yours, Carrie. I was very excited to talk to you. Oh my God. I'm this it's so I've met so many people like through Zoom this year and it's just so cool to meet. It feels tragic that we're so close but so separated. <laughs> no. But somehow it made it a little easier. Yeah, I'm also. actually <laughs> Yeah, like I actually are meeting more people than I would have if COVID wasn't happening. I think I think that's a large part. I mean, for some people, I think they are thriving in this way. Yeah, in maybe ways that they haven't before. Mm-hmm. In that sense, yeah, you have no excuse. Our, our to commutes play. are just a click now. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to get on the four hundred five at rush hour. Yeah, no excuses I hit anymore. Traffic, and that's why I was late today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why. I know the absolute shame of being late for a Zoom call and you're <laughs> in my house. Staggering. I know. There was no reason. I just started slow. I know, and making and coming up with an excuse is so fun. <laughs> I know, and it's a great year for romance too. Maybe not the kind of romance we anticipated, and and both of you are in long term committed relationships. But I think for us out here in the wild, um, it's kind of an opportunity to have a sort of Jane Austen esque experience, or like a queer period piece, like a Carol or a Far From Heaven or something, where it's just like a lot of glances and no touching, yeah. and just meaningful looks on a FaceTime, <laughs> something like that. Writing letters, I guess. Yeah. Queer longing is like at an all-time high, I think, for every mm-hmm. hetero people as well. It's going to reach a critical mass, I think, and that's when we're going to get into the sex-crazed uh, <laughs> the sex crazed 20s. Yeah. yeah. 
You know, I'm. I just can I just say I'm glad that you said Far from Heaven because mm-hmm. that is also a Christmas movie. It is. You're right. I it's it's in that canon of like around Christmas movies, mm-hmm. like Eyes Wide Shut or like Die Hard. Like not about Christmas, but set in Christmas. Yeah, time. it's a Die Hard Christmas oh, movie. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So and starring I, what's that movie about? Uh, well, it stars a uh, uh, Gloria Bell and the Allstate guy. As well as oh. Randy Quaid's brother. And it's about a man who has an affair on his wife. Uh, and then she falls in love with the gardener. Or do they even consummate? I don't want to spoil it. But it's like... It's I like was a- just thinking of Tom Cruise calling the Allstate guy. <laughs> on his insurance. Okay. It sounds like He's you, are, to you are not in good hands right now. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Beautiful score. One of my favorite scores of all time. One of Elmer Bernstein's last. Used beautiful to listen to scores. it every night. Great, uh, great scores. Beautiful great scores. scores. <laughs> I need to rewatch that movie. It's beautiful. Um, that sounds good. But you know what else is beautiful? God. Carrie, what's yeah. your background <laughs> with religion, your history, your trauma with it? Let's unpack, bro. Um. Yeah, I'm Catholic. Well, I'm a, I guess, quasi-Catholic. My family is Irish- Catholic on both sides, so I'm very steeped in guilt and shame and um, inherited trauma and inherited shame. And the so, Holy Trinity. What's that? The other Holy Trinity. The, those are that is the Holy Trinity. <laughs> guilt, shame, and inherited trauma. More yeah. shame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shame and shame. shame. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I grew up Catholic. I. My parents. We weren't like strict. Catholics like my mom always wanted us to go more I went I ended up going to a Catholic high school for two years an all-boys high school in Philly um so that was a trip uh, what was that like I honestly liked it it was Jesuit so Jesuits are pretty kind of the like free thinkers of the Catholic Church like they've been yeah. I think they've been threatened excommunication a few times I liked it I thought there were you know obviously as like a closeted gay kid I was like Things it was loaded to be at an all boys yeah. school, um, at Catholic, but you know it just you felt kind of safe in a weird way because like I think there were some like openly gay priests that weren't like openly gay to the students, but like the, everyone like the teachers knew about you know what I mean. It was it had that kind yeah. of vibe, like it was a safe space for alternative people maybe. Yeah, it felt really like kind of a wink and a like mm. it wasn't yeah it wasn't like the intense Catholic where you know they're driving to like other countries to fuck but um actually fun funnily enough a few weeks ago i I joined a church in hollywood um mosaic yeah we were talking about (laughs) not yeah i joined i joined hillsong um interesting time to do that o'donnell is in yeah i'm you're you're there to really fill the the gap that gomez left by leaving I that was my plan actually. Mm-hmm. Um, no, my my niece got baptized, and I'm her godfather. And her oh my, my sister gosh. my sister's church in Miami is pretty intense Catholic church, so they I think required written proof that I was a parish member. Mm-hmm. So I drove to this church down in Hollywood, like a very nice old looking church on Sunset, and I basically got a slip that said I go to the church. So they gave, they had that ready to go. I I went once 
and I signed something that said I was a parish member and then I went again and they were like, you're going to have to meet a priest. And I was like, I really don't want to have to do that. Yeah. And they were like, you might have to go to some churches or some masses just to like show that you're in the mix. And I was right. like, okay, you know. And then what Carrie's leaving out of this story is that he accidentally committed 15% of his income for the rest of his life. I did. By signing that piece yes. of paper. But it was a, it was a very like, I feel like this done. is now that you're talking about this, like this is a business opportunity. Kevin, pay attention. Um, but you know how you can get ordained online to be yeah. a minister. There should be an ordination of like that. You're a part of our parish, like join up and now yeah. you can be a godfather for a ceremonial situations. Yeah, that, I mean that's that that's the a... inevitable conclusion of this podcast, Caroline. Is we start a church and start offering. That. <laughs> we need to scam. We somehow need to make a scam church, one way or another. Yeah, I think there's a lot of those already, but we, um, yeah, but we just need the drive. Yeah, we need the. I think that's a really good like startup idea. Yeah, I mean that you. I would didn't know about the problem until you told me about it. So Carrie, you'll get about ten percent. Thank is you. Is that fair? Okay. And it's called <laughs> church, but without a U, <laughs> without the vowels. C H R C H. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that felt like, and then I ended up, I was going to have to come back again, and then someone was there at the rector's office, or the rectory, like, just in time, and they signed something that just, like, okayed me. So I I luckily got that in, and I didn't have to go back. (laughs) Um, Were you tempted at all to go back and be like, you know, maybe I will check out church for a couple weeks and see what's going on? Kind of. I mean, I think that's just, like, the brainwashing part of of any kind of religion (laughs) is that, like... You, f- you feel like some duty to go once you're like even near it for a second. You're yeah. like, mm, yes, <laughs> I could do this again. Oh, totally. I know. I do feel a gravitational sort of um, <laughs> fealty sometimes to like, mm-hmm. cer- like even passing by churches like that. I'm yeah. sure I'm ideologically opposed to in every way. <laughs> I'm like, well, I hope they are thriving and just like show I up. Everything's you know? fine. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I felt. And then I got to watch my boyfriend and I watched her baptism on a live stream at their church, which was really funny, like on our TV. So we got to watch, they had like a camera up in the uh, balcony section for normal (laughs) mass during COVID. So I just got to watch on a TV. And then it went down with her. Yeah, Yeah, it was, it was itch, but it kind of made me like, there's a witchiness about Catholicism and mass. That's like, Oh yeah. Kind of speaks to my gay heart as like someone who loves witchcraft and like, Suspiria and I don't know I felt very I always feel like kind of drawn to it again when I'm seeing them like holding incense or you know walking around like a fountain yes it's just like being touched in a certain order (laughs) yeah like all the ritual is walking around around a fountain I'm I'm so bad with Catholicism is that part of it on a regular basis I mean at the church my sister goes to they you like walk down a set of steps and are Mm -hmm. brought to like the baptismal pool i guess sounds like a busby berkeley musical (laughs) (laughs) do high kicks all the way down yes yeah it's like it's like a chorus line like everyone's like in silhouettes (laughs) on the altar and then so again uh, watching that i was kind of like oh i felt some wistfulness for being in church as a kid and like staring at everything and everything was a little scary but like i was curious about it yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I'm also like so opposed to 99% of what they stand for, so I'm I don't know if I ever could fully commit again. 
Well, let's focus on that one percent. Really, okay. Down that <laughs> How can we bring quick? more of that to the table? <laughs> yeah, let's, can we turn that one percent to a two percent? Yeah, tonight? I can. I can be ten percent. Whoa, ten percent! Wow, okay. I'm a yes wow, man. This is easy. <laughs> this is this is another church we need to start that is like just ritual only, the whole service. Mm-hmm. I would go to that every week. That'd be cool. Yeah. Right? Everyone sings maybe a chant or two. We do communions. We they do baptisms. <laughs> we do maybe a quick altar call, but you know you don't have to commit to anything. Yeah, Caroline, this is so different from your Very original vision of TV church. Which well, I don't go to ritual church. Wish. This church is for Carrie. TV church is for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I know. I really did get a Wonder Woman moment with my TV church wish. Oh, we're already using that as a reference in terms of wishes. Yes, we are. <laughs> wow. wow. Okay. Yeah, it's so part of the culture. That movie, we could do a whole podcast about that movie. Oh, my God. And yeah. the Christian influences in it, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, how- you could argue in some ways it is very much like a uh, prosperity gospel church movie. That's interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. I've not. I've not seen the movie yet, but I can't wait to. Uh, Pedro <laughs> Pascal is like a Joel Osteen type. I can't wait to find the yeah um, the belabored analogy. Speaking of mystical moments, Carrie, mm-hmm. did you have any as you were growing up or as a kid that did make you kind of like a true believer for a period at all, or or things that kind of sparked that in you? I mean, I've I'm always I've always been drawn to like spooky stuff and super like I love ghosts. I love witches. Um, Rosemary's Baby was like my favorite movie as a kid, which is oh wow, was probably maybe alarming for my parents when I was like eleven and wanting to go to Blockbuster every weekend to watch to rent that. Um, But again, that was like a very that movie is like kind of a fuck you to Catholicism, which is in in a lot of ways. So I guess like I've always believed in that sort of like the other side, but I didn't really have any. I feel like I was always kind of skeptical of church of like the spiritual side of it so i didn't really i never really had like a moment where i was like struck i was in a youth group in high school which was great because it was a lot of my best friends and like i'd say 60 percent of us are now gay um so it was it was a very like safe haven for my kind on a sunday night in the basement of the church that was fun because we didn't it was barely about like the religious part and it was more of a social thing i guess i've always been drawn to community and like being in a group but i i believe in like ghosts i think i had some moments where i considered like okay what are ghosts then what is happening there whoa caroline what are ghosts (laughs) (laughs) because if you believe in ghosts you believe in an afterlife in some way right totally i believe in but i think it's always interesting like how people define it differently for those things i i believe in life i do believe in something I don't think it's heaven, but I think it's some kind of like existence. I always see it like it's like a handprint. Uh, You know, like when you put your like a handprint on a car window and it's like faint and it stays on for a while. I always see. I always think of it like that. Like you left a, your energy leaves a mark because energy can't be destroyed. So it's just like kind of always fading, but it's still there. I had a. I like that. I had a moment. My grandmother died. My nana was from Boston, and she was she was from. My mom was born in Salem, Massachusetts, where my hey. nana was from. Okay, it's baked in, right? So I feel like it's like in me a little. But um, totally. My nana died when I was fourteen. This is a true story. She died on a Monday. My mom was really upset, and my dad and I answered the door because our neighbor came to the door, and she had a basket, like a grief 
condolence basket of stuff for my mom. And my Nana always baked banana bread. She always said, come get it. It's piping hot. And she always had this certain coffee ready for my dad whenever we would drive up to Boston from New Jersey, where I'm from. Oh. And my my neighbor had banana bread coffee. And she said, get it now. It's piping hot. Oh, weird. And she didn't, she'd never met my Nana. Like, she didn't know her. And it was just kind of a weird, like, my dad and I both kind of went like, whoa. And he's very... Yeah, that's he's, bizarre. He's kind of a skeptic. And we were both like, whoa. Ooh. Because yeah, one or two oh. things are possible with that. It's either, it's something creepy as a foot because it's either that was some sort of divine, like you're saying, like a handprint left over that somehow the energy got absorbed into the neighbor or two, she was spying for a long time and yeah. she did mm. learn enough. About She's fucking Indiana. obsessed. You yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> All over her Facebook. Right. Psycho. Yeah. <laughs> you can yeah, her out of your Facebook life. stalking. Yeah. <laughs> Cut toxic neighbors out of your life. Cut her right? out. That, I guess that was kind of a moment of like believing in God as a yeah. teen tween. I feel like those moments happened to me so much more when I was a kid than they do now. Because I feel, I think I feel fully open to that sort of like yeah spooky stuff happening or something that's a little unexplained or, oh, what a strange coincidence here. Oh, this aligned. I feel like I don't get cynical or skeptical about that stuff. I feel like the occurrence of that happened so much, in my memory at least, between the ages of like 7 and 14 than it does now. Huh. So does life just get less magical as we age, guys? Is that what's happening? Or so are sad. you are you closer to the other side when you're younger? Because you're uh, that's interesting. Kind of like baby geniuses theology, yeah. where it's like we are. There's something divine within us that then gets erased the older we get. Maybe. <laughs> like we're actually doing those spooky moments now. We just don't ever realize it because we think we're living our lives. Yeah. <laughs> but we've got one foot on the other side. <laughs> Wait, you think we're like spooking little kids out right now yeah. without even knowing it? <laughs> yeah, we're giving the spooky, spooky breadcrumbs yeah. <laughs> all the way to the grave, especially as we start to age. That would rule. Oh, I we're all like that. under 40 and we're like yeah you know death is impending for us <laughs> and, and, yeah we're just a lot older now yeah i learned that when i turned 29 is like yeah it's just precious, <laughs> it's precious now. Just in a way that i didn't understand when i was 28 oh my gosh i i always like i want to like ghosts but they always remind me of also demons and angels and those things i don't understand and i can't fuck with them you know like they're too scary and so the uh, the possibility of ghosts just by themselves without any of their spiritual being um that would be nice i like that though yeah angels are scary too because mm -hmm. they're like i don't fuck with angels either i don't like that they're like kind of un um managed you know but they're they're doing things yeah unless they're... it's emma thompson and angels <laughs> in america exactly yeah. who's checking them you know and it's like how much power do they have mm -hmm. yeah and they're also like extremely self-righteous yeah they're like it's like okay we get it like you're you're doing it you're doing it right and we're not and you <laughs> yeah there's a holier than thou energy no i think we can all relate to that i know yeah. i do like the idea of little demons more than little angels like the little precious you do? moments yeah i'm not scared of little demons though i'm saying little though on purpose little. as long as they're little as long as they're like small yeah like they're they're like <laughs> mcgee size caroline you know <laughs> <laughs> like that I can handle. I, but man. like a big towering, like six foot. Yeah. Six. Dripping hog. <laughs> huge hog angel. No, that's not what I want. I do like the idea of like a demon child more than an, like a Damien just being like, mother. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. 
I'm That's into fun. that. I feel like at least a demon child's being honest with me. Yeah. <laughs> the, like the I can wit- spot him. <laughs> the, the demon child's being honest. Yeah, they're not playing games. No. Yeah, the angel is always like, I'm teaching you a lesson. Yes. Like, let's see if you find it. And I'm like, just you tell me the lesson. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, why? The, what's with the vague? Like, I, I know. life is already too I mean, vague. we need to talk about Kevin. You knew what Kevin was about yeah. from the jump. Kevin yeah, was like, right. Mom, I hate you, and I'm going to destroy your life from, like, the age of two. And she was like, thank okay, you. I, I, like, thank you for spelling this out for me. me. <laughs> and that did resonate. Have you seen the the Vivitch, the Anya Taylor-Joy vehicle from, like, five years ago? That's the one I think about the most in terms of, like, witchcraft and, like, spirituality. Oh, the, the Vivitch, yes, I The did. Vivitch. I Vivitch. did see that. Actually, I used to write at Paper Magazine. I was, like, uh, in New York when I lived there, and... I went to watch the screening. They did a screening of that that was sponsored by the Church of Satan mm-hmm. in New York. <laughs> and they had like, they invited oh a bunch gosh. of media people. So we all went That's and so smart. it felt very, like I felt a little, it was in like this kind of weird theater and I felt a little creeped out, but. But then um, the Church of Satan stood up in the theater and did a flash mob. They did. <laughs> <laughs> do the hell hustle. Do, yeah. do, 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 do. <laughs> they turned around and did like a Sweeney Todd number and they were like, hell <laughs> I would love love this. But it was Joanna. Weirdly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Joanna. (laughs) (laughs) That's one, Caroline, when I watched that movie, I was like, we could talk about that on the show just in terms of the. I don't know if you'd be able to watch it, but. Sweeney Todd? No, 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 no. The Vivitch. The Witch. Oh. I I can try it. I'm going to try it. Let's do it. I can do it. (laughs) I want to do it. Says the woman who had to read the Wikipedia for Midsommar before watching mm-hmm, it at all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, it takes place entirely. I had three people tell me the plot of it before it ever happened. Three? Why? Yeah. <laughs> that movie felt He's that mean. was a a great experience for me. That was like one of the last good like movie theater experiences I had. Oh, that really got to you. I had a great time too. I remember everyone in our theater laughing when you were supposed to at that movie. It was and a funny that felt movie. Like a nice moment. It is. You know, that's actually a comedy, and people don't get that. Yeah. You don't understand. Yeah. You yeah. Get it. Now, um, when I saw Suspiria, no one was laughing. No, no giggles there. No, that was no like tee-hees. a... Yeah, that was not a laugh movie. That was... Anytime someone's, like, pissing on the floor when they're not supposed to be, you're just, like, <laughs> on screen. That's not what gets my goat as far as, like, hee-hee-ha-ha. Yeah, no, I'm not laughing. When I'm seeing that, I'm like, oh, no, they're not well, you know? Well, you haven't seen Succession, like, episode one, I think. <laughs> He's on the floor. Oh yeah, and I was I was giggling all the way to the bank. Yeah, that, that busted one. my shit up. Um, <laughs> now, do you feel like Dakota Johnson absorbed some witchy energy working on that movie that then she kept in her little back pocket her. until Ellen a fateful daytime talk show <laughs> interview? Totally, where she unleashed it in its entirety. She is my favorite example of nepotism. She's like one of the few cases where it's like worked out great, and she's actually sure. Like, she's she's a good one um, how do you guys feel about uma thurman's daughter un, unproven so far mm. what is she her music in? has come up on her stranger on, things on oh, my I didn't watch discover weekly season. oh and wasn't she in once upon a time in hollywood for like five seconds she yep. was she was one of the manson girls yeah yeah but i mean okay so what's the spectrum though from like dakota johnson if that's like the best version of it uh or like what is the other end like John David Washington? Chet <laughs> like, Hanks. Chet Hanks. I don't know. I'm grateful for Chet in my life. I'm not. I'm not Listen, mad about it. If anyone's had a good year, it's been the Hanks 
Wilson family because they no one had a bigger ear than Rita Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she, Rita was ready. Starting with the Golden Globes and the whole like hair and makeup person being late tobacco and then her getting mm-hmm. COVID first. Like that was you can't beat that. An icon. Yeah. I mean, so smart. Now, like what I, I want to know, mm. the thing I would pay upwards of $1,000 a month to have access to is the group chat between Rita, Tom, and their close friends that they still take vacations with, Bruce Springsteen and his wife, Patty. Wow. Now, the four of them are peas in a pod. They're wow. still friends. I think I they met they during the- I they have a lot of fun. They have a lot in common. There's a lot in common. Well, the weird thing, I don't mean to harp on this- the weird thing is they met their like forever wives by having an affair with them on their first wives so do they talk about that whoa Whoa. yeah because tom and rita got together tom and rita yeah we're a cheetah rita was a cheetah wow and patty gave bruce a fatty on uh the tunnel of love (laughs) tour in 1988 while he was married to uh Oof. Uh, movie star whose name I'm forgetting now. Dropping some respect wow. for these people. I didn't realize that about Tom and Rita. I know. It's the one kind of iffy thing about his yeah, public image. Because they, mm. they're portrayed as so wholesome. Yes. I... And I'm sure they are. I'm sure they love each other. And there's more to it than, you know, public stories. And it's easy to judge from Sin. here. I'm just being defensive Sin. of Bruce. Like, so <laughs> Like, actually, there's a lot you don't you understand. Know, we all and, make mistakes. And uh, no one knows what a marriage is like. Infidelity can mean so many things. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm gonna. Meanwhile, sound... you dragged Amy Poehler for like five years. <laughs> oh my God, I know. I feel bad about that. What a little shit. Um, but you know what? Nick Kroll's married. He's fine. He's fine. I I need to just get something off my chest. But like, Please. I don't. I'm like, Tom Hanks annoys me. He just rubs me the wrong way. I get it. There's something it. just like too like. <laughs> and I, you know, I saw. Uh, yeah. The l- last few years when he's just appeared on stuff, I've just always been like, oh, okay, like I get it. Maybe that's just me being like a cynical bitch, but I just like, mm-hmm. I get it. You know, like, but I get- he knows it, it's hard. It's hard yeah. when he knows. Like what someone he is. who is good at like basking in being generally beloved. You know, yeah, he's not like a total jackass about it. But, you but know, he does like lean into it a little bit. Yeah, totally. And like you, that can't translate well IRL when you're that yes. beloved. And yeah. I just remember like during COVID in the beginning when he was like updating us and he was like, Rita and I are good. Today we played apples and oranges, like feeling fine, just a little cold. And I was just like, well, you guys are getting like the best health care possible. And I was just like, thank you, Tom, for the update. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. just was. And then it just maybe that was the final thing that turned like, like the I was, folksiness of like oh we're on the mend you yeah. know just like you <laughs> yeah folksy I, play folksy pandemic is not my vibe i think one thing that would have been cool is if he got covid and then one of the symptoms was like him reverting to his force gump accent and he started <laughs> talking like that again oh my god <laughs> that well, would have ruled <laughs> i just saw a headline today that there's you know how there's all those like very nefarious like dark long-term effects of covid that are being revealed yeah. i guess psychosis is one of them now <gasps> so that Gump-itis actually is the one i was describing yeah <laughs> forrest gumpism 
Gumpus. Get your gumps in your lumps. You got gumps. I'm sorry, sir. She has gumps. There's nothing we can do. Oh, no. You're going to be a great runner, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, speaking of angels and demons, Tom Hanks. Wow. From the movie Angels and Demons. And that's how we tie back on Good Christian Fun. Very good. I didn't watch that one. Do you want to watch that one? Like the fourth in a Dan Brown Da Vinci Code series? You're probably good. No, but I was into Da Vinci Code. That was a moment. So, what America yeah. was like in some going, we were channeling something in that time. That was kind of a witchy moment, I'd say. Yeah. When we're all like, what if Christianity was just a little more interesting? Like add a little spice. I think that was the birth of QAnon in some ways. Kevin, yeah. I was just going to say that. <laughs> really? I was literally going to be like, I feel like QAnon has roots in like Dan Brown shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Where it's like, what if you can crack the code of the world by yes. just doing fan theories and Reddit? But it, yeah, it's also totally. left behind Re- revelation, book of revelation stuff to mm-hmm. me. That yeah. that and then to, and then to Da Vinci Code and then to QAnon. I had a fascination with Left Behind when I was a kid. Ooh. Oh yeah, let's talk about Tell this. About we talked it. about this earlier. I was in a car. I swam and I was in a carpool, and some kid from my town who was a little older, he was tell- his family was going to this church that was clearly like some kind of evangelist church, and he was telling me about these books that him and his siblings were reading, and it was like the oh, kids' no. version of Left Behind. They, oh, okay, they did yeah. like for, in from the perspective of like bad kids who were like 13 who didn't believe in god and got left behind mm. um and i'm i'm very into like apocalyptic anything like i love like doom content so i was yeah immediately like bang, bang, bang. i was like that sounds cool <laughs> and i didn't know about the rapture i you know i knew about like the omen and like the antichrist and i was into that but i i didn't know about this part of the revelations but you were just into it like as a story the you spectacle like, tell me my future no no i wasn't like this is happening but he was so he get, he lent me the book and i read it like the kids book and then i was okay. like maybe i should read the adult book and my uncle who was catholic just collected them i think he just was into like fiction and sci-fi so he had them as like he he was like i read them like they're sci-fi books and i was like oh, thumbing through cool. some of the books uh-huh. and reading like excerpts of us as a kid and then i remember the movies came out with kirk cameron um who did that super spreader event last week which was really fun i was there no um carrie it was actually a celebration of christmas cheer it was so and and it was really important and all jokes aside carrie caroline and i were there and it is disrespectful (laughs) when you talk about it i'm sorry (laughs) yeah maybe think about that before you say something i saw pictures so i i I kind of was saying it (laughs) knowing that that could come up, but um, <laughs> I was the one screaming at the man that was telling everyone to go home. Yeah. So if you pay attention, you knew it was me. Orange um, County's finest. Yeah, I forget that Left Behind was a crossover hit in a big way, right, Kevin? Like, wasn't it? I feel like it was sure. like all over Barnes and Noble. It was the Harry Potter of its time. <laughs> yeah, Nikolai was, was like, like Voldemort. Nikolai Carpathia was Harry. Which is so weird because like in my reality, it was like, wow, someone finally wrote a cool fictionalized version of like our true experience true that is like coming yeah, down the right. pipeline, you know? Oh, so you were so that you were raised in like a evangelical okay. fundamentalist yes wow yeah. so not, you... not super fundy but like yes it was it was definitely we're gonna get raptured and god's gonna judge the earth and you know caroline should we have called this podcast go fundy 
Would that have been better? Ooh, that's another podcast name. <laughs> I was compelled. And, you know, I think there's something about the Antichrist, especially as, like, a, a queer person that is, like, kind of alluring in a way. Because it's, like, yeah. Nikolai Carpathia, I remember... He sounded like hot and like sexy in the book. Cast him. Was, if you're doing the movie, Carrie, who is he? <laughs> who's who's Nikolai? Well, isn't he like European? Yeah. So I mean, have... he would probably be, uh, I mean, the truth of it, he's, he'd be a scars guard probably. Yeah. Right? Or like yeah. Eddie Redmayne or something. Ooh. Oh, it is Nikolai. funny now that I think about it because like it is sort of accepted as canon that the Antichrist will be attractive and alluring as you've noted. And so that every time yeah. <laughs> Christians decide to call someone like a potential Antichrist, they're also betraying the fact that they are attracted to Barack Obama. Oh, they're know? telling <laughs> they're telling on themselves that they want to have sex with Barack. He's Obama. very handsome, you know, and so exactly. he's very convincing. <laughs> well, Wait, so you read the Left Behind the Books and you watched the Kirk Cameron movie? I I, I read. I think I read like one of the big like the adult books, and I read the kids books, and I watched the Kirk Cameron movie, and it was oh wow, really really it was bad, disappointing. Yeah, um, I bet. I was always I think I was more drawn to like the the drama and like this the like like I said like the almost like sci-fi aspect of it but yeah like this is how a civilization falls yeah, <laughs> yeah. and you know I, I love like the leftovers that's like kind of definitely itch the scratch maybe I was looking for as a kid yeah. of like vanished people I'm always interested in like what people do in those scenarios like even in like Stephen kind of Stephen King books like The Mist or something like you take a bunch of normal people put them in this extremely absurd situation and just see how they react it doesn't have to even have to be like in terms of turning to yeah. God but like just yes yeah so so this year was a dream yeah. for you oh, this is everything was great. you wanted <laughs> yeah this, this year dream. I'm I'm in recovery too so I I do have some that is probably my closest co- concept of God that I have now or like religion in quotes because it's AA is not a religion but just having faith in something bigger than me will like keep me sober is something that I've had to use a lot this year so I've I think I've definitely been more like introspective and pensive this year obviously because of all the darkness that's been surrounding us totally mm-hmm. um do you have any any you could share with us to help us keep going too just some tweet size nuggets that yeah. can no. sum up your mental state <laughs> <laughs> um i mean i the serenity prayer is always good mm. can be mainstream um i like that one yeah but yeah i think just like also just checking in with people and like i've i've realized like god can be sort of just friends and your family and like reaching out oh, yeah. to people when you need help or like mm-hmm. need, need someone to talk to. Sometimes like GOD is an LOL from a buddy when yeah. you send them a funny TikTok. <laughs> a front facing comedy video. Um, yeah. Oh, well speaking to one of the m- members of the Royal family, <laughs> front facing comedy videos go. <laughs> oh my God. I do like to think that every relationship in your life or every person does show you like a different facet of like the character of, the best things in the world, you know, God, or like the mm-hmm. best version mm-hmm. of a funny person, the best of a kind person, a good listener, like all those things. Yeah. You, you gather that together for the people, you know, like we, Caroline, you've said this to me privately, but you said, when I look at you, Kevin, I kind of see the butthole of God. Like, yeah, yeah. Which is a part of God, you know, an yeah. important and that's beautiful it is. to devalue that is devaluing the butt. Exactly. Generally. And the, mm-hmm. the body of Christ, it has to have somewhere for the stinkers, you know? And yeah. That's, and that's Kevin. <laughs> And we've seen, I think we've really seen the best of humanity this year. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Just a highlight reel, start to fin mm-hmm. of all that we uh, have to offer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I feel like we've, even the storm last night felt kind of a pocket. Like there have been so many things that have made me a little more like, are we in the end times? Like the fires, yeah. that whole week where the sky was like, you know, the police brutality in LA, like the, mm-hmm. how they were setting off like all those tear. Like I could see it from my apartment. I was there for a minute and then I left and I could see the Ugh. clouds. of sm- Like this year has been a year of columns of smoke on the horizon in LA. Several plagues. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like literally have just seen. One after the other. Like you yeah. would, there was a period where I was just like, look out my window and just see like a plume of smoke and be like, oh, mm-hmm. where's, where's that coming from? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's definitely made me like, think about the line between order and chaos a little more yeah this year well and because i mean for the listener at home we're recording this two days before this comes out and we're saying goodbye to all this stuff this won't happen in the next 365 <laughs> days 2020 yeah. is a person it was just the year the year did it yes do you it love is that an entity and a being it is not at all just an arbitrary way to mark time yeah it's an actual thing that we can just put in the trash can and set on fire I've been, that's like something that is one of my pet peeves right now is just like the tweets and like posts I see on it, like on social media of just people, like you just said, like treating it like it's a person that mm-hmm. you're like leaving behind in like an Uber, you know, Not like and the like the result it's, of our collective yeah. action or inaction. And people are like <laughs> me, yeah. me the minute the vaccine kicks in. And it's like, I know it's all like for it's good to be tweeting fun things and st- like obviously i'm not i don't want to be like a party pooper but i'm just like not much is going to change well and that's where faith comes in <laughs> as as someone <laughs> said to me when they were telling me why they wouldn't take the vaccine for several years uh years said, i think i think years yes and they said well i think one part of it that you have to factor is trusting the lord so i think I think that's what you're saying, Carrie, from what I'm picking up, is that we just have to like not worry about personifying 2020 or 2021. We just have to trust the Lord with all of our hearts, all yes. of our souls, and minds. I heard and you loud and clear, buddy. Yeah. Thank you. We're picking up what you're dropping. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't want to get the mark of the beast, personally. Same. The chip. The I know. Chip. From Shul Gates. No. Well, we won't. Uh, with God on our side, yeah. we will soldier on as mm-hmm. we will soldier on in the war on Christmas. Uh, let's take a quick break. But Carrie, thanks so much. Carrie, thank you so much for sharing a little sharing bit about your, your story. story. Thank you. Your, yeah. your witchy little past. This and, year. Um, thanks, guys. Wait a minute. Hang on. Are you guys picking this up? My neighbor's calling out for... Oh, it's zucchini bread. Never mind. It's not banana bread. I thought she was calling <laughs> for banana bread, but it's a totally different thing. But they still say, it's piping hot. It's piping <laughs> hot. <laughs> it's ice cold. Who wants it? Yeah. Let's take a break and we'll be right back with more good Christmas fun. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. 
Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there, and you know what? You can update it with an app, so every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome back to Good Christmas Fun. It's time for the hunt for the worst Christian Christmas song of all time. The worst! It's been a while since Santa's been a long time. I know, I know Fauci said he vaccinated Santa. I don't think it's kicked in yet. Oh, he did? Mm -hmm. He did. He went on Sesame Street and he was like, Don't worry, kids. I went to the North Pole. I vaccinated Santa. And he has autism now. (laughs) Oh my God. God. Yeah, and that's how Fauci claimed to be an anti Give him the mark of the beast. Uh, Carrie, Christmas traditions. You had a a bit of a different Christmas this year. I did. um, As we all did. But what were some growing up in the Um, past? What were some things that you or your family did? Wait, really fast. In the beginning of your podcast, you have a clip from Kim Cattrall's scatting video oh yeah the whole town never knew such a hullabaloo yeah thank i just wanted to say thank you i feel i felt i already felt safe but when i heard that i was like i'm home (laughs) that was me saying brother you are loved here (laughs) we're all just a group of he dogs and she dogs in this in this there's no height nor depth no hbo max reboot of sex in the city sans control that could keep us from that hell yeah i agree Mm -hmm. Brother, I, I always want to, I love being called brother by like a straight man. Brother. Brother? <laughs> brother, you're loved. It's nice. I just want to let you know. Um, I wish I could be called brother. That'd be cool. You can. I'll call you brother. I, Thank you. Caroline, I was telling someone the other day about how you want to be called dad by your children. <laughs> I love that. I know. I think that'd be fun. Flip it up. It's great. Oh, we always read the Polar Express and the Nightmare Before, <laughs> really? the night, not Nightmare Before Christmas, the Night Before Christmas on Christmas Eve. Oh, that's so cool. And our, that's Wait, like, is the Polar Express like a poem? It was a book by Chris Van, the guy who wrote Jumanji. Oh, okay. He Whoa. <laughs> the guy who wrote <laughs> Jumanji. Wrote it. And um, <laughs> I, yeah, we always read that. My mom always cries and Aww. we all wear pajamas. We do Christmas. Oh, wow. Our Christmas is mainly on Christmas Eve. And then Christmas Day is like lounging and... Go see, like, this sounds like a real Christmas family. Like, there's some reverence for Christmas. There, it's a. It, my mom is, my mom is very into seasonal decor. Like, she, I feel like there's a part of me that's like permanently dead from like 
how fast my mom transitions between seasons and our household like decor. Oh like she goes faster than like a department store. Oh like God. she's already like the other day on Christmas. I think it was the day after Christmas. She's like, well, now we have to start thinking about Valentine's Day. Like she's already oh Valentine's decor for Valentine's yeah. Day. Very tasteful. It's not just like a box of chocolates. No, tasteful it's like though. very. She's very like tasteful, like very like subtle in terms of like the lesser holidays and then for Halloween and Christmas it's like balls to the walls oh so fun Mm -hmm. I think that's just fun my favorite thing was going to Christmas Eve mass at like 5 p.m. because it was like the packed mass because no one wanted to go in the morning because all the parents wanted to get wasted Chris it was like a who's who of who's back in town like especially during the college years you get to see your old classmates there's drama like there's people who are recently divorced like I remember one year this this kind of uh family about town like one of the kind of families that everyone talked about the woman they had just gotten a divorce and the mom was like bearing her arms at the mass like she was wearing this like black dress and like wow. bringing the gifts up and was just had her hair blown out and i just remember being like i was like okay work like i was like really excited yeah, for her like, she yeah. turned this into the moment yeah yeah and it's a it's a, com- a competition to like whose babies are dressed the best and <laughs> So it's oh, this is so exciting. Small town. I miss this. I actually miss this feeling because I haven't been to my hometown for Christmas in like three or four years. And I do miss the sort of tis the damn season vibes of yeah. like, okay, where are we in our <laughs> lives now? And yeah. yeah, because my family doesn't live there anymore. So yeah, no where are you from, there. Kevin? Oh my gosh. Uh, from Kingwood, Texas, which is a suburbs a little bit north of Houston. Okay. And uh, yeah, none of my family is there anymore. But there are friends that are still there that I would like to, yeah, check in on and keep tabs. Get on the gas. But, yeah. But unfortunately, none such exist. I thought that um, there was also a midnight Christmas Eve service for Catholics. Yeah, there is. There's a midnight mass. Ooh, well, that's midnight the mass sounds one. very yeah. special to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah that... We put the neon lights. Yep. Yeah. The, yeah, the LEDs. It's a rave. They hand out Molly <laughs> for instead of communion. Um, <laughs> can, can you imagine, imagine Molly instead of communion? <laughs> that would be a very religious experience. Right? That would freak rule. out. Um, yeah. But we always wanted to get it over with. Like, and and my, my sister, I just like that because like my sister and I would always start laughing like midway <laughs> through and like it was uncontrollable. You know when you just get uncontrollable laughter at church? Oh, yeah. And your mom There's and dad better. are like, stop it. And you're just like, I mean, I that's another thing I miss about the old world is church laughter, like not even necessarily in church, but just stifling it in a public setting yes. of some sort mm-hmm. or in mixed company. There's nothing better crying. than that kind of laughter. Yeah, I know. And maybe that's the vaccine. That is the next <laughs> giggle. We can bottle that. Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You uh, can't even wrap that. that under a tree, Caroline. <laughs> I would live for 200 years. <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess it's more about like this. I just love like small town shit, town hall culture, like a town hall meeting. I love like. Yeah, straight out of Stars Hall. Did you grow up in a small town? I did. I grew up in a small suburb of Philadelphia in South Jersey. Oh, okay. um, old town. Mm-hmm. There was like a. Wait, a- I don't mean to get ahead of you in the research, but I did look up and, and you did go to high school with Gritty, right? Gritty the, I did. He was in my class. <laughs> Yeah. Gritty the slut? Yeah. 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 He was a slut is what I heard. Again, not to get ahead of the research. He didn't he wasn't a slut until college. Oh, well, yeah. oh okay. I mean, so he well, was, it doesn't even count if it's in college. Yeah. You know, like we all were. Was, <laughs> yeah, we all were, Caroline. Yeah. That's right. First kiss. <laughs> <laughs> 
We were all sluts. Watch a teacher on FX on Hulu. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we're here to talk about the worst Christian Christmas song of all time. Again, we've had some bangers in the past, but we're looking for a song specifically about Christmas, but is specifically Christian too, which a lot of people submitted on our Patreon page, and all these nominees are from Patreon, so thank you to our patrons for that. Uh, but all of these are specifically Christian Christmas songs. For $5 um, a month, you can do the work of our podcast. Yeah, for $5 a month, research. you can have us say, <laughs> I don't know, what employee. do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> no benefits, no pay. <laughs> all fun. All fun. And all love. All love, And no a pizza hate. party at the end of every year. No disrespect. We do send out a virtual little pizza <laughs> gift, and you can take a little bite out of your screen. So it's, it's worth it. Uh, but um, truly, thank you for uh, gathering that all together, because I think Kevin's brain is going to explode if he has to spend any more time in Spotify trying to find these. Oh, no. My brain's fine. Um, but uh, <laughs> the first one we're going to listen to... We're gonna listen to both, and then I'll 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 text you all the lyrics in the in the Zoom chat, so you can take a look at them if you want to. Exciting. This first one is from an artist I'd never heard of, but her name is Jamie Jamgachian. Oh, and Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You went to high school, with Jamie, right? Yeah. She was in my uh, she was in my youth group actually. So. Yeah, oh. and she was a slut in high school, but then not in college, mm-hmm. from what I understand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, some people they go the other way with mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I was a slut in middle school, none in high school, <laughs> a lot in college, and then none in my adult life. Wow. To well, this yeah. day. So you peaked yeah. in middle school. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is a song by Jamie Jamgachian called 12 Days of Christmas, parentheses, How I Want to Sing. It's <laughs> Kirk Cameron's song. <laughs> Yeah, it's a COVID protest. On the first day of Christmas, oh, how I want to sing of the Savior that set us free. On the second day of Christmas, oh, how I want to sing of joy and peace and the Savior no. that set okay. us free. Wow. Oh, no. It kind of picks up here. And on the third day of Christmas, <laughs> oh, how I want to Nine more to go. Let's go. <laughs> Buckle up. And on the fourth day of Christmas, oh, how I'm going to sing all for my king with three wise men, joy and peace, and the Savior that set us <laughs> For my king? Come on. <laughs> and on the fifth day of Christmas, my friends will join and sing. Hey, do we have any predictions? Any predictions for future verses? Maybe. Well, I can't participate. Thank him for. Haven? He is the reason we sing throughout the year. On the sixth day of Christmas. Hot cocoa. How I want to sing that we've been forgiven. Oh, that's good. <laughs> We've stopped counting. <laughs> We've been forgiven. This like isn't a song. How I want to sing, but it's a day of rest. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> oh, she made a Sunday. Sing on the ninth and the tenth day. I'm still gonna sing of Christ in the manger on that holy night with all of creation. Take a day of rest because we've been forgiven. One more to go. Diving back into <laughs> counting. 12 Days of Christmas is the song that should not be listened to. It should be yeah. either sung or never heard. <laughs> Jamie Jamgachian with 12 Days of Christmas, parentheses, How I Want to Sing. Jamie, you don't get to start the song with the premise of doing 12 days and then just say that for 9 and 10, you're not going to do it. (laughs) You're not going to write one for those two and then go back in for 11 and 12. Or on 7th, like, I want to sing, but it's a day of... My hands are tied. I cannot do it, unfortunately. The laziness really bothers me. Wow. You know, that song just... I felt like Allison Mack sang that song for some reason. It does! It's very Allison Mack energy, and she feels like an Allison Mack type in in looking some of her stuff up. And I did find... There is a she posted the the story behind the scenes of this song. Oh wow! On her Facebook oh, story, she gave us a little peek behind the curtain. Uh, my new uh, so excited to let you know my new Christmas single is out. Blah blah blah. Some of you asked me why the twelve days of Christmas and why did you rewrite most of the lyrics. This is a fun story to share. Oh God! My dad's side of the family is Italian slash Armenian. I was just that gonna say Armenia's fam- pride. What's that? I was gonna say the pride of Armenia. Yes, her name. Yeah, that's. That's Jamie. Uh, that means a lot of family food and fun over the holidays. Every Christmas since I can remember, our family has had this fun tradition. We have a big Italian Christmas party on Christmas Eve. Picture a gathering as many as 85 people in one home or clubhouse party room. Of course, tons and tons of Italian food, pasta, meatball. <laughs> Jamie, I would love for you to get to the point. Yeah, Jamie. So I'm anyway, bragging about your nice family. The kind of Parmesan cheese we put on our... I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> it's a wonderful time of connecting. One thing that always brings us much joy is our tradition of singing the 12 days of Christmas. For the last 30 plus years, the family will break off into smaller family groups and each get a day of the song to sing. Sometimes this was my job, along with my sister, to write out who had what day and hand them out. My Grammy and my four sisters always got five golden rings, it is quite funny to watch and listen to. The best part is any newbie to the family party gets to do a solo on a partridge in a pear tree. Yep, that happens 12 times. Oof. Look out, future spouse. That might just be you. Terror. Nightmare. 
I mean, it is a warning. Yeah, it's a warning. <laughs> she told you. Wait, so they don't they don't break out and rewrite each portion of the song. They all just sing the song. They do. I th- I think I think they break out and they rewrite but just Partridge a tiny Paratree. portion of each song. So cool. <laughs> of course, she and her sisters got to do like the show the showboat part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. They they snatch that Typical. every year. Yeah, beautiful harmonies. The Catholic fountain, but. <laughs> Uh, I I have done this was like eleven years ago, but my first Christmas in LA, I was at a party where we did this very thing. But we did all twelve days. We did we didn't just do one day. I, right. Have you guys been to parties with like Christmas song games? I it was weird no. reading this and like oh shit. I've Carrie, done you're this. nodding like yes. I've done caroling at parties. That sounds fun. Yeah, but, but like you, a rewrite situation. Yeah. Oh like no no game? not like. Not like this. I guess I was wrong to yeah. nod, but um, punch nice. up the carol. I I loved <laughs> man. There's this video that we took at um. There's this Christmas party I was at last year where it was like literally 50 people, and when it was one of those like truly authentically spontaneous moments where one of the guys went to the piano, we all sang "Santa Claus is Coming to Town" Fun. and chestnuts roast. Oh, that's my dream. Again, it was like, especially in December 2019, it's like we were daring God to kill us with a virus. Yeah. <laughs> like, look at us, having fun. And so, do you do you great. think Jamie's family still met this year? I oh, 100% for sure. I, I do too. I've got the numbers this year. 85, all 85. I think it was 185. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was triple. You know, the other thing that really cheeses me about hearing Jamie's story now is she's had... How old is she? Let's say she's 25. She's got 25 years of learning how to rewrite this song. And this is where she arrived. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She had practice rounds. Also, it was co-written by another man named Aaron Rice, who has written on Toby Mac and Mandisa song. So she had a little help along the way. Wow. It wasn't just a solo outing. Gloria. <laughs> Nice. It's not even five of anything. <laughs> the premise is like, you know, you just count a bunch of shit. It's a number of items. And then, um, she, yeah, she she taps out on that. She Christianized yeah, that was, it. Okay. That was not a good reboot. No, that was kind of the hero's reborn of Christmas songs. <laughs> we didn't want it. We didn't need it. Yeah. We didn't love the first one to begin with, but mm-hmm. here it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shouts out to Allie Larder. We stand. <laughs> <laughs> We stand. Okay. The next one, you know, the next one is uh, for all you hootie heads out there. It's a song by a gentleman by the name of Darius Rucker. Wow. It's a song called What God Wants for Christmas. Old man playing Santa Claus. Blue in the town with old Jack Frost. I'm getting Joanne vibes on this song, Kevin. And smiles for free. <laughs> People scurry with their list, rushing around to buy those gifts that will. Texting the lyrics in the end chat. Up wrapped up underneath that tree. I'm sitting at this red light, looking at a manger scene. Watching snowflakes kiss that baby And it makes me think I wonder what God wants for Christmas 
Something that you can't find in a store <laughs> Maybe peace on earth No more empty seats in church oh Might be what's on his wish list I wonder what God wants for Christmas Bad <laughs> Doesn't it sound like the Frasier theme, too? <laughs> yeah. Now, baby, I hear the God of The auto tune is like outrageous. Oh my God. <laughs> Five minute instrumental break. Ooh, good question. What do you give someone who gave his only son? <laughs> Put a smile on his face. <laughs> Every Bible with no dust, the devil giving up. Bible with no dust. What's on his whistling? Oh, yeah, I wonder what God wants for Christmas. What kind of gift from you and me? More sister. More brother, more loving one another. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what God wants. Right now we ought to know what God wants for Christmas. It gets a little sentimental at the end. Yeah, really think about that. Wow. He wants a Peloton. <laughs> Maybe a PS5. It's <laughs> hard to come by. <laughs> Man, it's it's amazing how often uh, the songs we play on this show border on parody. And yeah, that's... Here they are. I give that song points for ref- mentioning the devil yeah. uh, in a Christmas song. In like a yeah. Michael Blue Christmas song. Yeah. Not enough Christmas songs mention the devil. It's true. Jerry, this is something I've been saying for years. I want Satan and more Christmas songs. It's so close to Santa. That is so true. Right? Like Satan's taking a break on December. No. Like, absolutely not. And I think when we don't mention Satan in Christmas songs, it gives him more of a foothold. To mm-hmm. Maybe he's the one coming yes. down our chimneys. It's like mm-hmm. you know? saying something, not saying something gives it more power. Yes. I also yeah, that's actually being complicit in a system. Yeah. <laughs> when you don't put Satan when there's no Satan representation. Your silence is definite. Your silence is definite. <laughs> uh it was also just for some reason I kept imagining what if this was the song that Lady Gaga sings first in A Star is Born, like instead <laughs> I know, of Shallow? I know. It's like, too. <laughs> like she's in the parking the lot. Mode. I wonder what are <laughs> in the bar like Once for everybody <laughs> like this is oh her big breakout what do you call this genre like country jazz oh yeah it's like easy well Darius Rucker Darius Rucker is famously like one of the only truly maybe the only black 
country stars. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, not ever, but just like current contemporary country. And he does ride this like weird line, you know, and we know him from Hootie and the Blowfish. Blowfish. I don't want to be with you. But there's not a lot of like Christianity in his other stuff. I was trying to find like, oh, maybe this is of a piece or maybe he did lean more Mm. into the Jesus stuff as he went into country. And not really. That's kind of an outlier. He went hard with like, this is hardcore. Like you need to find your seat in the church and in this song. And the the video for it does crack oh, me up because oh, it's wow. um it is oh, just no. him. <laughs> this is a medication commercial. <laughs> does it look <laughs> like, like that? Sure. Like this is it's him very earnestly singing in front of a in front of a Christmas tree with wow. like footage of hospital wow. children. Cutting. Yeah, this is like looks like they're at a Marriott. <laughs> it doesn't look like they're at a Marriott. <laughs> And he's also got like cigar eyes. Like he's been smoking like <laughs> six cigars before they started shooting. <laughs> for Christmas. What a fun party. Yeah, that Look at this great. foreshadowing though. See? Oh, oh shit. shit. Look at that. Oh, my God. And this was in, in We're looking at someone in a mask. And this video was posted in 2014. Oh, and they my say God. there's no pandemic. Yeah, they seriously. say that we're not being controlled. Bye bye, yeah, little sheep. As if it wasn't right there. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> this posture is just so funny. It's warm in this. light. Not the love sign. <laughs> not the love sign. Wall art. Not the Anything light bulb love that. sign. <laughs> All right, guys, what is it? What does God want for Christmas? Uh, um. Wow. I also love the uh, the premise that God does want something. But he can't make it happen. <laughs> I know he, he's all powerful, and, but he just and it is a mind game. You have to figure out what it is, <laughs> yes. or he'll be very yes. sad. Yeah, what's God, on his wish list? The toxic what is marriage. It? God is so annoying. <laughs> yeah, isn't he? Very annoying. Very coy. One of the more gaslighty elements of God, where it's like, oh yeah, reread some of the Bible, and he we, he seems like a weird husband. That if you describe your relationship with your boyfriend or husband the way that God's relationship is with Israel, messed up. Or with Jesus, people would be like, okay, I really love you. I think you might need to reconsider some yeah. boundaries in this person's <laughs> yeah. life. The communication is, is kind of the bedrock of a relationship. So Yeah, yeah. Um, appropriate. Here's so the thing is 12 Days of Christmas was painful, but this song, I caught myself grooving. I caught myself grooving to this song. Yeah, for listeners at home, Caroline to started wiggling her little butt on yeah. the Zoom call in ways that were, yeah. Unimaginable uh, to me. My little Kevin. My wow. Little yeah. My, in the body of Christ, <laughs> I'm the butt. And Caroline was wiggling me. I, yeah. I had like the opposite reaction, actually. Mm. I Jamie's song, by the end, I was it was like driving home and I, I found myself like really like... Feeling that. Yeah, I was like driving with her. <laughs> Wow, this, you were at that party with the I was, Italians. I was at with that, the pasta fagioli, yeah. with the mozzarella. I was at that like super spreader event with her. Yeah, Carrie's gonna sing partridge. Yeah. Uh oh. I, I might have been there more than the Darius song was just like <laughs> it felt like. Uh, look who's talking to for some reason. I just kept thinking of that movie with Kurt, the sequel. I feel like that song you would just hear while John Travolta is trying to be seduced. His secretary is trying, or the, his boss is trying to seduce him. 
Yeah, the song no, it's a montage in, in an '80s movie for yeah. like two people falling in love that should not. Be. Yeah. yeah, that's why yeah, I was I grooving. That's right. That's why I was feeling it. Yeah, like I mean, he the, believes in us. The premise of "I wonder what God wants for Christmas" is mind blowing. It really shatters all preconceived notions you had about the Lord on yeah. Christmas Day. I didn't know he wanted a gift. I didn't know we were doing gifts. I, didn't know <laughs> I thought he we cared. said no gifts this yes. year. The economic situation. That we're doing the gift and no gifts. Whereas like, uh, yeah, Jamie's was a true parody. Darius is trying to expand our, our image of God. He's saying the conception you have of God is actually too small mm-hmm. for, for what's come before. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to make... <laughs> show you a little different angle whereas jamie was like let me retell you the nativity scene and then with literally a secular tap out favorite. seven days in yeah i just gotta <laughs> check out for a little yeah, bit and I come did, back i didn't i didn't appreciate her like gloss she was like and the 10th and the you know and the ninth. And like the she ninth, really she really the, yeah. she went through like she a went, wormhole she basically went yada yada herself. with her song <laughs> she, she yeah. quote tweeted herself <laughs> <laughs> Whereas and so on, I did appreciate Darius saying the image of him at the stoplight, looking over at like a, a home's mm-hmm. nativity scene in front of it, and just mm-hmm. the snowflakes like dancing on the baby's cheek. Like I was, I just, I he painted that scene really well, and that's poetry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's what yeah. songwriting is, guys. Mm-hmm. And as you know a what? songwriter myself, like I'm oh. sorry, go ahead, Caroline. No, 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 go ahead, Kevin. <laughs> no, <laughs> Please finish uh, that no. thought. No, no, as a, as a singer-songwriter. As a singer-songwriter. With a banjo I find hung in- on my wall because <laughs> oh, I love music. This whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a banjo ukulele. It's not a banjo. And a, and a real musician would know that. And that's okay. That's not your field. I don't <laughs> no, care. That's um, I thing, yeah. think that also that now that I'm re-examining, um, what's his name? Darius? Darius, Darius Rucker. Rucker. Darius' song. Hootie. He's not Hootie. <laughs> I did grow up thinking Hootie and the Blowfish, like one guy was Hootie and one guy <laughs> And the rest of the blowfish. Um, that, you know, the things that we expect God to want, which is that you're reading your Bible or mm-hmm. you're going to church, that's not what he wants. He wants you to love each other. And so well, to me, that's that's also truly the heart of Christmas. And mentioning that Satan is nearby. Yeah. It really lights a fire. It adds urgency to that to that. Yeah, that Satan is a background player. To love yeah. each other. And it, it's not truly legalistic in that way. You know, loving each other can come in many forms. And so I, I appreciate that as a Christmas song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. and I like, I like the just constant pondering or like the constant, nothing is, <laughs> nothing is set in stone in this song. Yeah, in his, like, yeah. It might Very be on his wish list. Might not yeah. be. Might not be. Well, I think I think you'll find Carrie as you dive deeper into Christian music, as I'm sure you're going to be inspired to do after this recording session. You're going to turn this off and you're going to go to Spotify and just put Christian music in and see mm-hmm. what comes up. But this is a very common songwriting technique, which is speculation. It's like mm-hmm. I can only imagine. I don't know. Yeah. Or it's, it is the hey, what I'm just God asking questions of, of Christian yeah. songwriting. Yeah, I'm just asking like, questions. I wonder. So Devil's I'm gonna. Good. You know what? For me. I say 12 days, uh, how I want to sing at a super spreader event. That one's a little bit worse for me. Yeah, is that's so the vote. worst song. The worst song, is yes. what we're looking for. And mm-hmm. I think for that, in that case, that's going to be 12 days for me as well. Yeah. <sighs> Carrie. Carrie, don't be afraid Brother. to be well, Go against the crowd. I Brother. did like the devil. I liked the <laughs> idea of Satan and, and Christmas. But I felt... <laughs> I felt more like 
visceral like i felt more of like an unconscious like yes yes like with jamie's song <laughs> your eyes rolled back for yeah. a second when you did that i was like whoa yeah Caroline, i felt he is a witch i felt yeah I, I was under i was i was channeling something in jamie's song and i was undergoing some kind of exorcism in that song so i i think in a good way so i think honestly right. as much as i love Hootie. As a '90s kid, um, <laughs> as much as I love Hootie and the Blowfish, only '90s kids will remember this. Only, song. only, yeah. I'm gonna. I wonder what God want <laughs> for Christmas. I'm gonna have to say, and seeing the music video did honestly seal the deal for me that this is the worst yeah. Christmas song. Wow. Yeah. Okay, oh, that's man. fair. The music video didn't really help. The person with the the surgical mask. <laughs> I mean, I know <laughs> yeah, they were in a hospital, but that was like, that was bleak. Chilling. He knew. Triggering. He knew, and he let it happen, spotlight style. <laughs> Darius knew, and I want I want listeners of this podcast to tweet him and ask the questions yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, as all the anti-vaxxers in my life say, do your own research. <laughs> <laughs> it all depends on your sources, doesn't it? Consider, Consider the, source. the source. Consider the source. <laughs> Consider the source. Uh, but we're not the final word on this, even though we have voted. I'm sorry, two to one, Carrie. That 12 days is a little bit worse. Sorry to put you in the minority. It's okay. But wait, I, wait, hang on. Wait, I just got a text message from Santa. And he said, all the guests on GCS votes count for three. Oh, my God. So, Carrie, oh, my God. Oh, my you God. Won. Carrie. I didn't I even won? tell Santa we were recording tonight. Wow. Thank you. Well, wow. you must have been a very good boy this year, Carrie. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I, I felt it and I stood by my truth and it paid off. And to get right. validated by Santa. Okay. He also just said, P.S. Satan is real and he's out to get me. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh, well, okay. I'm, I mean, we everything. need to wrap this up so I can take this. This sounds a little serious. <laughs> uh, but we're not the final word. Go to at Christian Fun Pod on Twitter. You can give it a roaster toast. No, not roaster toast. Vote which one is your worst song uh, between these two. So get out there and. Pokemon, go to the polls. We did it. We did it, Joe. Mm. We did it, Joe. Always and forever. When's the inauguration? Uh, I believe January 20th. Yeah, right? The 20th. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. You mean the Apocalypse Trigger Day, Carolyn? Uh, You mean Antichrist rises to power? (laughs) Yeah, I think Joe Biden's hot. JFK Jr.? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, on that note. Does anyone think Joe Biden's hot? (laughs) Good grief. Dr. Biden? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I love I love his prank pulling Dr. Jill Biden wife, <laughs> She's a freak. putting dead snakes in her kids' oatmeal or whatever the hell. <laughs> Carry on this uh, on this portion of the show. We're dimming the lights. We're lighting the candles, witchy style. We're about to do a little seance here. Oh yeah! We're not here to promote ourselves or plug our own projects. We're here to lift them up. Thank as you. A loving, humble sacrifice to the Lord. Thank you. And we start with that work with. Miss Caroline Ely. Uh, you can do the work with me at Caroline's Farts, you know, on Instagram or Twitter. And I'm going to lift up something that I finished in two days, and that's Bridgerton. And if you're like me, you like a little Britlet here and there, you're going to love Bridgerton because it's a lot of fun and it's pretty horny. I'm pretty sure that it's maybe not... Horny, um, you say? <laughs> it's probably problematic on several levels, but I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. It, good it base covering. Good time. Yeah. 
I know, I'm really scared to say what I like anymore because usually I find out that I shouldn't. Do you feel like I do that too much? Like someone will say a celebrity and I'll say what they did that was bad. Yeah, but also like that's the only way I find out sometimes. <laughs> so I also appreciate it. <laughs> Give me a celebrity. I, I, bet, I bet I can't do it with someone you can name. Kevin Spacey. Uh, yeah, no, no controversies <laughs> detected. Actually, no, I'm sorry. He did star in a really bad movie called Nine Lives. Wait, yeah. what about Laura Dern? <laughs> Laura Dern? I don't think so. I don't think there's a anything weird with her. Slate? Yeah. No, also, okay. I, I have a few blind spots here, too, I need to admit. <laughs> You're willingly blind. That's my lift up, y'all. Check it All out. All right. Thank you, Caroline. We turn it to Carrie. Uh, you can follow me. Uh, sorry. I just heard myself <laughs> say that and I started laughing. Um, <laughs> well, no, you know what? That, we want it. That's why. That's why on this on this show, Carrie, we don't say you can follow me. You say you can lift me up. You which can is lift- different. That it makes it a community project. Okay, it's not about you. It's about the collective. Right, about saving you. You yeah, can it's about saving yourself. You can pray for me at Ecario on Instagram and Twitter. And one of the best followers in town. Oh, thank you. Truly, uh, must watch, must follow. I want to lift up, um, hmm. Oh, this is, I just watched a really weird and kind of upsetting, but completely fascinating documentary called Baby God on uh, HBO. It's about this, Baby <laughs> it's really depressing. God, do, do. It's about, yeah, it's about this guy who uh, inseminated hundreds of women with his sperm oh, yeah. a doctor like an OBGYN without them knowing and he has like yes. hundreds maybe thousands of children around the country and world oh and God. they like end up meeting each other and it's it's very harrowing but it's like very fascinating to see these like half siblings kind of find commonality with each other and it's it's crazy crazy wasn't yeah. this a Vince Vaughn movie called The Delivery Man or something maybe does that ring a bell? Yeah, like, something about or the switch with Jennifer no, Aniston and Jason. B- it was a Va- it was a Vince Vaughn movie where like a Vaughn Chris joint. Pratt was yeah. his buddy, and, and the joke like, is about them inseminating people. Yeah, no, nope. it's a it's a 2013 movie. Wow, about a delivery man and yeah, 693 donations of sperm bank. He fathered 533 children. So, listener, you be the judge. Which is going to be a better viewing experience, Delivery Man or Baby God? Probably. Vote your. I'll let you choose. Yeah. That's right. Great recommendation. Thank you, Carrie. You can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter everywhere. I will lift up. Oh, you know what? Um, I I I watched that uh, movie Wildlife, the Jake Gyllenhaal Boy 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 movie. Carrie Mulligan, Paul Dana directed it a couple years ago. It's very good. It's on Netflix. Nice. It's just a nice little period drama. It's like Ooh, a play. Nice. Yeah. I'll watch it. So, yeah. Just straight down the middle. <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing interesting. It was a movie. It came out two good years movie. ago. Not too old. Not too flavorful or have, having that much personality. But there it is. Um, and you can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. You can go, go to patreon.com slash good Christian Fun for more good Christian Fun. This week we are taking your calls once again. For the holiday season, it was like from a couple weeks ago, but it's still like all the all the content we put on this podcast. It is timeless and it is ever Sharp. present. Huh. It's like God; it exists outside it's of like time. The news. That's right. It's just like the news. And uh, 
Go to Apple Podcasts. You can leave us a review. And every review you leave us, we donate a dollar to charity. And this month's charity is the Okra Project. So donate to that. Carrie, thank you so much for Thanks, joining guys. us on the show, brother. Carrie, such a pleasure. You guys are what so great. Delight. I hope we all can right, go to now church let's soon. all join hands in the witch's circle and say, and all of Pod's people said, Amen. Those are spirits uh, taking over my body, I guess. <laughs> all right, now let's, let's let Amen. Darius take us out once again with. What God wants for Christmas. Let's go to the video. <laughs> it's Puka Shell. It does seem, it seems vaguely Puka. Oh no. Oh, oh no. Shit. <laughs> Were her eyes closed? Is he like, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Wait a second. <laughs> he is, he is there, but he is not there, guys. <laughs> oh my God. Was that like a make-a-wish? And he was like, let's just do it here. <laughs> let's roll. Just turn on the cameras. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.